Hello and welcome to the second most interesting but least useful episode of this series which asks the question, what is the best form of money? My old friend and co-conspirator Boaz Shoshan joins us. Boaz, it's nice to have you in the hot seat this time. Indeed, it's great to be back. It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Yeah, it has. Now, the only thing that silver bugs like to do more than talking about silver is to tell gold bugs why silver is better than gold. And I know you don't quite identify as a silver bug, but you're also the best person to answer this question. Why is silver the best form of money? Well, I, I think it is fair to say I'm a silver bug, actually. There is something quite unique about silver relative to gold. I think there's this great uh, Oscar Wilde quote from uh, the picture of Dorian Gray, where Henry Wooten, who is the, uh, the lead uh, corrupter of Dorian, uh, describes a cigarette as the perfect pleasure because it stimulates and yet leaves one unsatisfied. And I think that is very applicable to silver. If you've ever held silver in your hand, yeah, especially a large amount of it, you'll find that you know it's very, you know, this is stimulating, but it's not quite satisfying. You know, if you have a, a kilo of gold in your hand, if you ever held one, you know, you think, wow, this is worth an awful lot of money. You could definitely be satisfied with having one of those. But if you own, if you hold a kilo of silver, uh, you will find that wow, this is this is really nice. I wish I had more of these. And I feel a lot of the silver bugs are just, you know, the people who would be satisfied with gold. But there's something about silver, it's very Moorish, you know, it's like Maltesers or something. And you just want to have more of it. You'll never be quite satisfied with your silver hoard. You'll always want to grow it. And uh, so I think I am a silver bug. In terms of it being a uh, a better form of money. I think if you look historically, silver was a form of money for a longer period than gold. It didn't have some of the issues with uh, scarcity, which has created a lot of uh, a lot of problems for countries that were on a gold standard or were using gold as a form of money uh, because silver was generally more abundant. Of course, there are areas of the world where silver is less abundant. Uh, the Egyptians valued silver very, very highly relative to gold. Uh, but if you, you know, if we, do, we are talking about uh, Europe, if we're talking about the States, uh, and of course, uh, you know, Latin America, where there is huge amounts of silver, uh, the, the, in these areas, silver was a form of money for a very long period of time, and it arguably was a better form of money at that at that period, at least, because there was no issue with supply of it, uh, and as a result, uh, everybody could own money. It wasn't like uh, you didn't get these darth of money, you know, these uh, money extinction events where suddenly no one had any form of money. So they, they had to resort to barter instead, which did happen with gold because the, there were such minute quantities of it around at various points in history. So silver was good in that respect. Uh, you know, if you are interested in hard money, Generally, you, you're uh, one of these wing nuts who believes that banks should be allowed to fail if they, if they screw up, you know, really radical stuff. Uh, you may find that silver is, is some, something of a halfway house because it is still a softer form of money than gold. So dur in, during silver standards, you still find uh, a bit more inflation going on because the supply of it is a bit, uh, there's a bit more of it out there. You know, it's easier for more of it cut to come online in a lot of ways. So uh, as a result, you can be not quite so much of a fringe wingnut if you're a fan of silver, uh, because it, it was a softer form of money. Do you see gold as merely being like a stepping stone to the truth of, of silver being the superior form of, of not just money, but also investing? 
Mm, that's a that's a big question, I must say. Uh, I do feel I think I think I would agree definitely with the first part of that. Uh, if you start investing in gold, uh, it's rare to find somebody who starts investing in gold and then it's like actually platinum is way better. Uh, actually, palladium is way better. Rhodium's where it's at. That's what that's what I want to be now. I just want I just want to stack rhodium. Now, arguably, people who have done that would have made an awful lot of money over the past few years. But I've not encountered anybody who's become a platinum bug or a palladium bug. Uh, though you do find people who go really crazy for like osmium and stuff because they just want the rarest metal out there. Uh, but it's very strange, esoteric. You do find lots of people, in my experience, uh, who who you know, oh, I'm interested in gold. Then they get interested in silver, and then they just stay on the silver side, and that that's just their thing. They 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 love it. And that's probably where I am really. Uh, I think it, uh, you know, well, I love gold. And I think it's a great uh, it's a great asset to have. Silver is still. I, I've got a lot of appreciation for the silver bug community, and of course for uh, for the silverists who, who believe it should be remonetized. When it comes to, uh, of course, the recent performance, though, you know this. If you're looking at silver uh, over the past 10 years, you know, post the financial crisis boom that occurred right after, silver has really been a, a very disappointing investment. It's become uh, very much hated. Uh, you get lots of allegations of price manipulation and things like that, which I don't think I don't think is worth exploring so much in this in this conversation. But when it comes to uh, how unloved it is by people who are outside of the silver bug community. I think that's worth dwelling on because big investors don't touch silver. And it's something which I think when it starts to regain its luster, uh, it will do so in a massive way. And people have thought of silver as high beta gold, you know, more volatile gold uh, for a long time. I think there's more to it than that. But in the, there will be a period where silver does regain its luster, and when it does, it'll be uh, a really huge move for silver because silver is, uh, is just pe is, people have this apathy to it. It's not thought about, it's forgotten about. There's such a lack of interest in a critically important metal that when people do realize how important it is, uh, I think that I, I think it will, have, it will see a very strong move and it will, it will increase in value more than gold will. I think where we are right now in the 2020s is uh, is a is a perfect environment really for silver, and just to just to elaborate on that a little bit, when you're looking at gold and sil silver, both of these uh, rise in periods uh, of uh, financial repression when there are low interest rates and high inflation. You get that stagflationary environment. Both the both precious metals, all real assets, really do well during during these periods. But silver and gold differ slightly. So gold is more sensitive to the interest rate side of that equation. So low interest rates, high inflation. Gold is more, more sensitive to the, to the rate side. Silver, however, uh, due to its properties as an industrial metal, uh, is more sensitive to the inflation side. And over the past 10 years, we've seen not a huge amount of inflation pre-Wu-Flu. Uh, but we have seen a lot of interest rate suppression. That's, so that's why lots of the action when it came to precious metals was on gold and less of it was in silver. That's now flipped around. So I think silver is actually going to be the leader of the two during the 2020s because we now have uh, governments trying to get growth uh, at any cost. They're very happy to print loads and loads of money, borrow lots of money, uh, give it to people, just hand it out. And that's very pro-inflationary. So we've already seen the action in the interest rates. Now we're going to see the inflation side of that. And that's going to be really, really good for silver. When you think of silver as an industrial metal that is vital for so many of the things that we use in our everyday life, it really makes sense that this 
that it will have a bright future in a period where governments just want growth at any cost, while at the same time uh, destroying the value of money. What was the name of that element? Osmium? Osminium? Osmium. 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 I'm going to pencil in Osmium as episode 336 of Which Money is Best? Um, yes, the hardest, the hardest form of the lot is Osmium. Yeah. I think the key point that is, is in Silver's uh, favor, whether it's over gold or just generally, is something we've alluded to a little bit, but I want to explore a bit more, which is just the historical evidence. So, you know, anything could have been chosen as money. Many things were over the course of history, but silver really does dominate far more than gold. And obviously it's good fun watching and, and also it's good experience for gold bugs to, to go on that learning experience of discovering just how much more important silver was to gold. So I'm sure you've got some historical anecdotes uh, that you can recall. I've got some and um, John Butler from the previous video, our mutual friend, he's also sent him some. So uh, you take it away. Um, Give us some of the examples of, of uh, silver dominating gold as a monetary metal, historically speaking. Well, I mean, here we are in the UK and it's pound sterling, right? It's not uh, pound oaring or uh, whatever, whatever that would be. Of course, though, we do have sovereigns. But the name of our currency is sterling. And that is because, of course, it was, uh, you know, it was a pound of sterling silver way back in the day. And yet uh, there are actually competing theories as to where exactly sterling comes from like that word sterling and how that relates to silver uh, but you know here we are in the uk and you get you know people still like the family silver that is still seen as a, as a real asset by many folks generally on the older side you know young people don't really have an appreciation for silver yet uh, but there is still there's still an appreciation for silver in that regard you'll find in places like in france you know post you know post revolution there was uh, all these issues where they were actually taking all of the silverware from the aristocrats and then using that to get mint new money because uh, the, you know they didn't have they didn't have the assets and so it's very hard to find if you're if you're really into fine silverware it's very hard to find French aristocratic silverware from that time because so much of it just got melted down. Uh, but when it comes to the use of silver as a, as a dominant form of money, you'll find the Americans are, uh, are very pro on this. It's, far, it's, it's much harder to find silverists in the UK than it is in the States. Uh, there are some really hardcore silver bugs uh, out there over the pond. And, uh, you know, they've got the, the mining dynamic over there because, of course, they used to produce and uh, in some places they still do produce a fair bit of silver. Uh, but as a result, there's much more of an appreciation for it. Uh, and it really depends on where you are and what your monetary history is as to whether or not people are, are really pro-silver uh, or whether or not they're, they're more on the gold side. I don't, I don't hear much, maybe you can correct me on this, Nikolai, but I don't hear much appreciation for gold from the likes of Austria and Germany. Uh, they're much more, they're much pure on the pure gold side, uh, but maybe you'll correct me. Yeah, I don't know about the gold side either for the for the Germans, apart from just one person I follow, Torsten Polite, whose focuses very much on gold. Um, but I'm in Japan, and uh, apparently the, the Japanese word for money, which is yen, which is pronounced N in Japan, uh, as well as the, the Chinese yuan, which is where the word yen comes from, that's all based on the, the Chinese word for around something, uh, meaning around silver coin in this instance, according to some etymologists. And then we have the, the word for dollar, which comes from the German word taler, uh, yep. which was based on Joachim's taler, which was a silver coin, not a golden one. Um, so, you know, all this is, is hotly debated, as is the origins of the, of the word pound sterling or the name pound sterling. 
but I don't think it's, it's really debatable that when it came to the form of money that was actually used and what form of money emerged over time to be the superior uh, monetary metal, silver did beat gold. And that changed, I suppose, with, with the advent of, of governments taking over the money supply and, and governments coming uh, with an imposition of, of the gold standard. Why did they do that? Well, uh, I guess you'd have to ask them, though, uh, you know, if we could hazard a guess, it was probably that they wanted to have uh, more of an influence uh, over their own monetary affairs. Uh, there is a great uh, you know, there is a great book called The Story of Silver uh, by a chap called Silber, uh, of all people, uh, where he covers the manner in which it was effectively agreed on a European and, and, and uh, over the pond with America uh, to effectively phase out silver. Uh, and in, and ensure that gold was the main unit uh, to, in order, to enable a lot of things. But uh, a lot of it was econo about economic integration and the banks not wanting volatility when it came to the foreign exchange rate, effectively. You find some very interesting stories when it comes to the, the history of uh, silver being demonetized and the knock-on effects that occurred in places, parts of the world where silver still was monetized. So you had, as I say, you know, Europe and America going on to this much more gold-dominated monetary system, whereas in Asia, silver was still heralded as a form of money. This causes a lot of problems where you have, uh, say, in you know, the early 20th century, in between the wars, there is a big demand for uh, there is a big demand uh, politically uh, in states like Nevada for the uh, silver to be subsidized by the government in order to keep the mining communities happy. And this is uh, at a time where the U.S. is going much more pro gold. But of course, over in Asia, uh, they're still on a, a silver standard in, a lot, in, in several countries, and the subsidization of silver. Uh, due to internal domestic politics in the states actually leads to economic chaos in China, which in turn uh, invites in the imperial Japanese. And you have this uh, very interesting dynamic there where uh, effectively, just in order to, to please mining communities, the US is buying lots and lots of silver and just holding it in a, in a strategic reserve. Uh, and in doing so, because the price of, of money is still a global price, this causes effectively deflation in China. And this causes lots of economic chaos and then in turn uh, creates all manner of problems in Asia during, during right, the Second this, this, World this War. This is sounding a bit familiar to the, uh, the current situation. Indeed, indeed. One, one could draw all manner, of, uh, all manner of illusions. But what I find interesting is that the US, ends up, the US government ends up with all of the silver that they've been buying just to subsidize the price of silver. And they have to find something to do with it. And in the end, they actually end up using it to make nuclear weapons, right? So during the Manhattan Project, they, uh, they actually used, uh, just to make sure that the, because it creates, you need lots and lots of current in order to test uh, and develop nuclear weapons. They end up using huge amounts of the silver from the, that, they, that they've taken from the, their reserves that they built up in order to uh, make nukes. And it was in the cables because silver is such a great conductor of electricity. Uh, indeed, I think uh, the measure for the conductivity of any material is how bad it is relative to silver because silver is just so good. So silver is not something that's going to be uh, going away anytime soon, but people don't give it the credit that it deserves. This is extraordinary. Even I'm amazed. But uh, and we haven't even gotten to the, uh, the Wizard of Oz yet. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite. Maybe that's where all the osmium is. Maybe that's where it's found. <laughs> so uh, and that's the, uh, the Williams Jennings, William Jennings Bryan. I've gotten his name wrong, haven't I? 
no, the, one of the most correct. political, the most famous political speech uh, in U.S. history, at least, um, is all about the, the gold and, and silver debate. The, and even in the U.K., going back through going back through history uh, with the bimetallic system, when we had silver and gold, that caused all sorts of problems, uh, which Isaac Newton had to deal with at one point when he was master of the mint. But let, let's, I think that's enough about about history. Um, I think we've sparked enough gold bugs' interest in silver to get them digging. Um, let's move on to, I suppose, the future. Are you suggesting that silver will be remonetized, or, or what's your, your fascination with it? Uh, I would argue that the fact that silver has been demonetized uh, only makes the argument, uh, only makes a more compelling argument for silver in its current role. So, as I was saying, where people have kind of lost interest in silver, uh, people don't think about it as money anymore, and central banks don't hoard it. That's what I mean when I say it's been demonetized, because there is no, no longer a financial monetary institution that is playing in this market in any way. Uh, as a, This lack of interest will only uh, make the, the demand for silver greater in the future. So because you do not have constant government, like state-led actors, uh, creating demand in this market, that the entire silver supply chain is not used to that at all. And so when there are big surges in, in demand in the future, there, won't, there probably won't come from governments, uh, but that, that supply chain won't be there to support it. And as a result, uh, you'll, see, you'll see larger price spikes for it. Yeah, that's a good argument in my view. Um, the fact that it isn't part of the monetary system or the central bank system gives it an advantage when it comes to, to re-monetizing it. So we've seen a few gold-backed cryptocurrencies um, and, and other similar gold-based initiatives. I don't think there are any for silver, are there? I've not come across any. Arguably, one of, one of the original projects to create a gold-backed cryptocurrency, which then just ended up being uh, an ETC, an exchange-traded commodity. I believe the Royal Mint, uh, the, the Royal Mint, the RMAU product that was originally going to be a gold-backed digital currency, which would have been really cool. I think they did end up rolling out a silver-backed exchange-traded commodity, but that's not a currency. That's just an exchange-traded commodity. All right. Here's a tough one for you, Baez. If governments backed their central bank digital currencies with silver, would you be in favor? <laughs> wow. Well, that's quite a question. Uh, if governments backed CBDCs with silver, but that's like, you know, that's like, uh, you know, why, why didn't... <laughs> Why don't they back them with with tobacco or uh, you know um, real estate in Mayfair? I mean, the, I, don't, I don't I don't see it happening at all. But if they did, if they did, uh, you know, Rishi Sunak says, guys, it's time to make pound sterling sterling again, make sterling silver again. You know, we've already got the marketing here. Make sterling silver again. MSSA, hashtag MSSA. Maybe we can make it trend, Nikolai. Would I be in favour? Yes, I would. I would. Uh, as a true patriot, I would definitely support Rishi Sunak were he to stand up and say, make sterling silver again. That was a real test of your Wouldn't loyalties, you? whether you're a true uh, anti-government believer or a, a true silver bug and you've chosen silver. I'm disappointed in you, Boaz. You'll, you get the last word then. I, I can't be this cruel at the end. No, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're thinking of silver more broadly, uh, just that as it is, 
I would encourage anybody to uh, learn a little more about how it's used industrially because it is very, very interesting there. We give a lot of uh, credit to you know, the Green New Deal and whether or not that will happen as to whether or not silver will, uh, will spike in the future. But if you look at uh, just how much it's used in things like phones, in laptops, um, and indeed, uh, pretty much through all, all manner of electronics. As I said earlier, especially if you want really high-grade uh, conductivity, you're probably going to be looking at silver there. And it's we we take silver for granted. It's everywhere. You know, people used to take their silverware you know very seriously. They didn't take it for for granted. They're very proud of it. And we don't really do that anymore. So I think silver has not been uh, appreciated as it should, but it will be in the future. And when the value of the, the pound in your pocket is getting incinerated, uh, but in slow motion, or but in ever, ever, ever accelerating motion, uh, I think people will really start to appreciate this stuff once again uh, and start to value silver as it should be. And it has, you know, the inertia of history, the momentum of history behind it. And I can, I can very easily see, just as we saw the likes of GameStop getting blown up and uh, all, the, all these kids buying call options on Tesla shares, I can very easily imagine a future where suddenly the hot new thing is just to buy silver or to, uh, even if it's a, a silver ETF. You already get these crazy demand squeezes in the physical market if you want you know, small, small silver coins like something like this. But in the future, uh, I, can, I can imagine there being an issue at a much larger scale when it comes to big ETF ownership uh, that's not backed just by futures, but actual physical ETF ownership becoming difficult. And that's something I'd look forward to. I, uh, I'll give, actually, I'll ask you one last question uh, then, Nikolai. So during the pandemic, we had uh, all these articles come out saying, yeah, we need to get rid of cash because it spreads disease. And this is something that was very much uh, sort of flavor of the month. We had seen a few articles on this, you know, by, from think tanks and whatnot in the past, but this became a, a very popular thing to write about how cash was, uh, well, if you use cash, you accept cash you're a killer. And this was a very, uh, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, it, 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 was, it was patently ridiculous. However, silver's antibacterial properties are, of course, very, uh, are, of course, very well known, or they used to be anyway. You get the really hard silver bugs. If you're, if you're really hardcore, you will drink silver, colloidal silver, and your skin might go purple as a result. But some people swear by it, they're really into it. Uh, and, you know, fair play to them, uh, it's, if that's their thing. But, it, the antibacterial properties of silver have been, have been well known for a very long period of time. And of course, it is possible now to, uh, with modern technology, to create you know, banknotes made out of, out of gold. So just a very thin, thin sheet of gold. I think this is, yeah, this is a thousandth of a troy ounce uh, that's just been compressed into a sheet. So I was thinking, why not? Why not? Why not silver? I mean, it's much cheaper than gold. Why can't, why can't we just roll out silver banknotes instead of these uh, the polymer crap they roll out now. What do you think, Silver? Would you support the government if they started rolling out silver banknotes? Uh, you had me until you said, "Would I support the government?" No, I do not support the government, and uh, no matter what they do, uh, even if it's coming up with a, a silver standard. And I, I think the way the governments have mismanaged gold and silver standards in the past is, is evidence for why. And on uh, two days after the date that we're recording this. Um, I'm recording a video with someone who explains how the private sector can in fact provide the monetary system and 
let the best metal win in that scenario because the consumers get to choose from a variety of options which form of money uh, they want. Uh, that's going to be the most interesting, but probably also not particularly useful video. Although this one has proved very useful because of the uh, the investment angle in silver. Uh, I think you're right that there's um, there's no other investment that has the combined power of the the potential for extreme speculative returns in some sort of spike or boom, but also this this monetary inflation wealth hedge. Um, that, that combination is unique uh, to silver with you know, many other things thrown in like that, that antibacterial uh, characteristics uh, and, and obviously the, the history. Um, but as you certainly haven't disappointed, this has been excellent. Um, thanks very much for joining us and to everyone who watched this, thanks for watching. Thanks for having me, Nikolai. It's been a great chat as ever.